Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard. Carrie and I are so excited to have you back. It is the first week of the month. So I know that doesn't really mean much to you, but to us, <laughs> it means that we're going to talk to you a little bit about self-care. <laughs> Now all of a sudden I'm like going, wait a minute, was it self-care or was it monkeys? Well, we just, we're trying to keep ourselves changing up the topic so that we're not talking about the same thing every time. Um, so we're trying to mix it up a little bit. Um, and so we want to make sure that what we're doing is different than what other podcasts that are here to try to help su support directors and owners in that we don't want to just talk to you about marketing and we don't want to just talk to you about early childhood theory, right? If you want a podcast all about early childhood theory, I can give you a referral, send me a message, right? Carrie at texasdirector.org or hello at colorful clipboards. Um, but we want to support you as a person, not just talk about how to market your business or show you examples of shiny other directors or owners. We want to support you as a whole person. And part of that is really trying to keep you from getting burned out by talking about self-care and, and not just keeping you from getting burned out, but it's also like, this is a great job. This is a fun job. When we get stressed out as a director, yeah, it can be really, really hard and send your cortisol through the roof. But also if we take a moment when that happens, or as soon as we're done resolving whatever the crisis du jour is, we have stress relief that no other management job has. I'm sorry, playing with toddlers on a slide is just not something that your average you know, litigating attorney has available to them. And so we want to make sure that on a pretty regular basis, we're talking to you about self-care because this job should be fun as well as stressful. <laughs> and, and we want to make sure that you're enjoying it and you're taking time to get some of the joy out of this job that's available in it. And I, I am going to kind of add in another note as far as why this is a topic that we want to make sure that we do spend some time on. Mostly, let's let's just all be real, right? The last two years plus have um, <clears throat> not gone the way we expected. And um, so much for that two-week downslope that we were all... <laughs> um, pretty sure that we were, most of us were told back in March of 2020. And so that is just something that nobody was able to prepare for. Nobody really saw it coming. And even if you think you're doing self-care, um, I want you to make sure that you stop and think about, are you doing all of it or are you doing bits and pieces? So what do I mean by all of it? Usually when people talk about self-care, there's at least three areas that can be broken into like another dozen, but your mental, physical, and emotional. <laughs> and if only you guys could see Carrie on a Zoom. <laughs> Um, but you know, sometimes we get stuck with maybe just one of those, or we do what we think we're supposed to do based on movies that we've seen, right? We have a glass of wine, we have a bubble bath, we have some candles, maybe that is self-care, but that may not be self-care for you. You may have to be one of those people that take up running and start doing half marathons and, and full marathons, because that is something that really works for you. Um, 
What we can't do is we can't sit here and tell you exactly what's going to work for you. And I know I have been guilty and I discovered it over the course of the last nine months that pretty much my previous very long time period <laughs> in, in my profession, um, well over 20 years, um, I did a lot of the, what you I, said last time when we talked about this pampering kinds yeah, of things, the pamper. Yeah. Like, like the toes and the nails and the man and the massages, which don't get me wrong. I like all of those. Um, but they weren't necessarily enough or they didn't really take care of everything, especially as I got older, especially as the stress changed. Um, I think I used the example, I, I think I did on the last one that even something like getting my nails done, it became, it no longer became something that was enjoyable. It was now a task. Yeah. So, and last and time we talked a whole lot about, please, please, please go to the doctor. Uh, <laughs> Because I am a broken person who thinks of herself as healthy and Kate is a healthy person or is also a broken person, but is actually healthy um, for the most part. Um, I had my meds changed yesterday. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, putting myself in the shoes of the past me, you know, when I was a young director and I had two children under the age of five and I was running, did I have the second and third centers while my kids were still under five? Yes, because yep. Matthew came. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I, I was running three schools. I had two kids under the age of five. I had been married for less than 10 years. Um, and for me, like being able to take a shower or go to the bathroom without my children coming into the room and needing to ask me questions, because we all know if you're a parent, <laughs> the only time your children really, really need you is when you're taking care of yourself personally. Um, so when you're going to the bathroom, taking a shower on the phone with your best friend or your mom, those are the only times that your children under five really, really need you. They have some sort of sonar. Um, and so when I put myself back in that place, putting a lock on the bathroom door was part of my self-care. Okay. So you mean that self-care might've actually looked different when you were in your mid twenties than perhaps you are now? Yeah, radically. <laughs> and you know, I still had to get my doctor's appointments. <laughs> so what we talked about last time was still valid. But it also meant that I had to set boundaries. I was much better by that point, by the time I had three centers at setting boundaries with my staff um, than I was with my family because I was new. I mean, I was new to both of them, but the children kept changing and the centers stayed kind of like I knew what was coming, right? I knew when the enrollment cycles were, I knew um, who, where I had to hire, where I needed to train staff. This person looks like they're getting towards the end of their life cycle in the career. I need to figure out if I should shift them into another classroom or help them to leave the program. Like all of that seemed pretty under control for me by the time I had three centers. Um, cause I was good at setting boundaries with my staff, which I know not every director is good at that, but I was pretty good at that. <laughs> Um, but maybe the area that you're having a hard time with setting boundaries is your personal, um, roles. And I think that's as important, um, because we're in a caregiving profession and if outside of work, 
you know, people are expecting you to be the one who puts together every social event for your group of friends. And your family expects you to be the one who takes care of, you know, six siblings or parents or, you know, great aunts and uncles, whatever. Well, I mean, one of the things I noticed um, specifically when you were young, younger, um, and you were running a director, um, I, I noticed that people automatically put you in charge of education programs. So even in your volunteer world, you still ended up doing things that were very similar to your day job. So did. You know, whether it's um, acting camps or um, a faith-based, um, you know, Sunday school. Program. Yeah, Sunday, you know, you seemed that like, like even your volunteer stuff was that like, I think that's the one thing that I did successfully younger. I won't say I do it successfully now, but my volunteer and my day jobs were often very, very different. Now, my volunteer jobs were often similar to things I had done in the past. So, you know, teaching for the American Red Cross as a volunteer really was no different than things I had done as a paid career at one point in time, but now I was doing it as a volunteer. So um, I think it's worth um, kind of thinking through even um, because this can affect you mentally, emotionally, and physically. So definitely kind of decide or think, are there other things you want to explore? Was there, maybe you have a major in music and you have found yourself in this career by default because you had kids. Um, how can you go back and find your passion? What is your passion? What are your interests? And chances are that's going to help you mentally and emotionally, might even help you physically, because again, all those things are related. So Carrie, if you were sitting here listening to today's podcast and you were in your mid twenties and you heard us talking about, you know, locking your bathroom, you know, getting a lock on your bathroom door and setting boundaries with staff and you're like, okay, well, I think I've got those figured out, but what I don't have is um, balance. Okay. So (laughs) if... (laughs) if you have a director who is fairly new to the field But you can tell by watching them that they just have missed that the true understanding of balance. What might be something that you might encourage them to start with? I mean, I really like the wheel of life thing where it's divided into whatever it is, six or seven sections. And you kind of go, okay, in this, I feel like I'm a one. In this, I feel like I'm a nine. And and be honest because nobody's going to see the wheel of life but you. (laughs) So sort of figure out where you might have a flat tire. Um, I frequently had- Explain that. So the flat tire is the area where you're not taking care of yourself. You're not um, happy with that area in your life. Like for me, I frequently would have a flat tire in um, social relationships that weren't my family or my employees, right? So I would forget to like, call my friends. Um, And a really quick snapshot way of knowing whether you're spending enough, you know, if you're spending time with adults outside of work is when you have to get up and go to the bathroom, if you're out to dinner, what do you say? Because if you say, I have to run and pee, there's a good chance (laughs) that you're not spending enough time with adults. As if you, if you say tinkle, or a potty, then I know you're not spending enough time. With it so if you say when you get up from the table at, you know, some family event that I have to go potty, you need to be spending more time with other adults. 
So, okay, so just real quick, because Carrie brought it up and I just want to, you know, I, I pulled out my phone and did a little Googling and I just wanted to make sure that the wheel of life is something that if you've not seen it before, just Google it. And there's like three or four different examples and the sections are health, relationships, social, financial, professional business, and personal growth and spirituality. So um, basically that's that whole concept of balance. So- And again, these are those three areas we talked about, but broken down a little bit further, right? Because it just has wellness (laughs) and that's all of physical, right? (laughs) I think is what, you know, and different versions of the wheel of life break it down differently, but, and they might put, you know, um, you know, your mental, for some people, mental goes into financial and some people that is emotional. So where you put financial is going to depend on you as a person. For some people, finance is all about emotion. And for some people, it's all about intellect. For most of us, it's somewhere in between, but you probably have a pull one way or the other there. Um, So I like, and and this is something I frequently do. Like if I have a a coaching client, if I'm, if I'm helping somebody buy a center or um, rehab a center, (laughs) bring it, you know, uh, deal with an issue. Um, I find the wheel of life to be really helpful. And people frequently are like, why are we doing this? This has nothing to do with what I'm trying to do. And I'm like, oh, but it does. Because if you're spending all of your energy over here, then you're not going to have any reserves. You've got to have some balance. Now, I'm fine with you having some things that are nines and some things that are sixes. But if you've got some ones, you've got a pretty seriously flat tire. Yeah. So I had a, I mean, I'll be honest, I've had a flat tire most of my life. Um, And even right now, when I would sit here and tell you, I'm probably the most balanced that I've been most of my life. um, I I still have a couple of flat zones. (laughs) So, um, you know, we are definitely not speaking from this as a, we've got it all figured out. We're perfect. Um, What the other thing that you can do when you start to realize that you have a flat tire is, uh, you know, pull out the um, the thing you're can- coloring. What are no, you coloring? Change your tire with. What's that? Oh, an air pump. No, 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 no. That raises your jack. Jack. There we go. Um, so, you know, go pull up your jack, jack up your car, and get the professionals to come and help you. Go find a professional to help you. Um, that professional can help you by either teaching you the skills, helping you figure out what skills you need, or our favorite- Hiring them. Hire Hire it done. Hire (laughs) it done. Not how, but who. Again, we're caregivers, so we think we have to do everything. No, you don't. You don't have to figure out your retirement planning. There's people for that. Like you can hire them and say, I can give you $500 every quarter to port towards my retirement, figure out where it goes. And they can take care of that for you. You don't have to know how it's done. Hire it done. You don't have to know how to fix your diabetes. They got people for that. You don't need to know how to do those things. There's people you can hire for a lot of these things. Now, your spiritual walk, you can't hire anybody for. You can hire people to support you. You can hire mechanics (laughs) for that, but you can't hire that done. Like (laughs) You're going to have to participate. Um, And the same thing with your social relationships, you're going to have to participate your family relationships, you're going to have to participate, but you can hire mechanics to help you with that. Please do not think you need to read every book on every subject where you've got a flat tire, hire it done, get yourself some mechanics. 
Yeah. And it can be, so your mechanic. So, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, again, depending on if you, depending on what that looks like for you, that could include things just like meditation and yoga. Um, and you may need to actually go to a class for that. I will tell you, I cannot meditate every time I try, I am just completely unsuccessful. Um, even going to classes, but you know, unless I'm in the class, I just don't do it successfully. Like if I'm in a class, I can manage to pull it off. Um, yeah. And that's hiring it done. But for other people, they just need like the calm app and that can be how they hire it done. Um, and again, that is self-care taking five, 10 minutes a day, a week, a month, whatever you need to, as far as meditation or prayer and meditation or reflection, or again, you need calm space inside your brain occasionally. And that's all meditation really is, is creating some calm space in your head. Um, people get kind of freaked out about it and, you know, oh, People are trying to make me a Buddhist. Nobody's trying to make you a Buddhist. We're just saying, take a minute and create some space in your head. If St. Thomas Aquinas did it, you can do it. He was just a fat old man from, from uh, Italy. You can do this too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but everybody does find their, uh, their relaxation, their space, their time in different ways. And, you know, I am sure that we have people who are listening today who find cleaning, relaxing or polishing silver. Um, other people who might find cooking, relaxing, riding a horse. I know people who find running, relaxing. Now that is not me. I would be scared to death because if I was running, there's a bear somewhere. So yeah, this is, you know, and, and it's really funny. Thank you for Facebook to remind me that it's for some reason, 12 years ago, I ran regularly and I'll be really honest. I don't really remember. Um, I don't remember why I started or why I stopped. <laughs> so, Probably sprained one of your ankles. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, gotta love Facebook. You know, it's, it's Girl Scout cookie season. And apparently I was running 12 years ago, but I'm like, to make room for the Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously. The so, only possible explanation. Yeah. So, you know, um, and just real quick, I want to touch on that before we wrap up is sometimes, because I, I used your example um, specifically of volunteer work and how people went, oh, look, this is what you do. You must have the skill. The other thing that people who are caregivers have a tendency to do is they find themselves maybe volunteering, thinking that they're doing this for their own self-care, or maybe they're really doing it for their family and they're helping. And what started out as something that was maybe once a month has now taken on a life of its own. <laughs> <clears throat> so um, definitely when you're looking at balance, please make sure you look at your outside commitments and where they fit in your, in, in your balance. You know, where do they fit on your teeter-totter? Because if your teeter-totter has all one thing on one side and all the other things are, uh, you know, along, um, that's, that's not, that it, it's going to be flat, right? You're going to have one part that just isn't going to be successful. Right. But I, again, thinking back to when I was new to directing, I was working 80 hours a week and it was really hard to give myself time 
to do some of those other things. And so I would do stuff like set up tiger time in my office for 20 minutes, but I wasn't doing anything quote unquote productive. I was reading um, a bodice ripper. I was reading a trashy romance novel for 20 minutes because I needed a 20 minute vacation. And I think that that also, if you're in that mode because you're growing your program or there's been a crisis at your program, or you're new to this job and it's overwhelming you, I want you to know that part of self-care can be closing your office door and doing something that has no redeeming social value. <laughs> it can be painting your fingernails. It can be, you know, you get one of those bubbly paraffin foot things and you put your foot in the bubbly paraffin foot thing. It can be reading a trashy romance novel. It can be playing Sudoku or Tetris or I don't know, World of Warcraft, whatever floats your boat, but set a timer if you're doing it at work um, and go spend that 20 minutes on Pinterest or TikTok or whatever, because you need to take care of yourself. And sometimes you need to unplug your brain and you'll find that once you've unplugged your brain for 20 minutes, a lot of times when you come back, that that problem that had been driving you crazy, which was the reason you felt you needed to unplug has started to unravel itself in the back of your brain because you engaged the creative part of your brain in doing weird nail art or, you know, Pinterest or, or playing a game, you're engaging the creative part of your brain instead of always being in analytical. And you also just gave yourself a minute. <laughs> you got to give yourself a minute guys. Absolutely. Give yourself some grace. Um, it has been a rough couple of years and it's really hard for you as a director to continue to be the leader of your program with everything that your staff have going on, your parents have going on, even the children in your program have going on. They need you. So we need you to take care of you. <laughs> and feel free to share what your experience with us. Send us an email. Tell us about what worked, what didn't work. Um, tell us if you have staff who have a really great solution that's worked for them. Um, ask, you know, this is a great way to get to know your staff. What do they do? Yep. So. so just find a little bit of that. I hope that we've given you some, some hope and some permission to fix your flat tire and to take 20 minutes when you need to take 20 minutes, um, take care of yourself. Um, you know, I never have a desk without hand lotion because that is part of self-care for me. You know, it can be tiny things, but I need you to take care of yourself because your work is important work. And uh, I want you to be able to enjoy it and get a little bit of fun out of it. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director, where we continue to have seminars, licensing, programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey. 
and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.